football season is in the rear view mirror after this Sunday as it's Super Bowl weekend for the NFL. Spring training is just around the corner. But the topic of conversation for today will be focused on the NHL. And the PWHL that got started last month. Welcome to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Start the intro. Welcome to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the show where we cover specific hockey clubs. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the ice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second season premiere episode of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. There have been a lot of things we've done since we wrapped up the first season. And although this is part of a three-part second season premiere it is also our first episode of season two on today's show we'll be doing the following looking at the all-star weekend that went down in toronto the month of a brand new hockey league starting in the professional women's hockey, otherwise known as the PWHL. We'll talk about the trade deadline and where we think Seattle, Pittsburgh, and every other team in between stand heading out of the trade deadline. We'll wrap up the show with some spring training news regarding some big Blue Jays news. On the diamond. So that's what you can expect. On today's show. Before we get to. Any of that. 
let's take a break and hear a word from our friends over at Voices for Ability Radio, which you can find podcasts of their shows available wherever you get your favorite podcast or tune into the show whenever they are available on the radio network for Voices for Ability Radio. Take take another look, for example, hosted by Melanie Tadio and Garrett of Felix. That show always appears every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll reveal the other time zones for that after the break. But before we get to the break, happy All-Star Weekend to all of you celebrating the NHL All-Star Weekend that just happened this past weekend. I hope we all had a fantastic time if we were attending the event. And we will get down to talking about it throughout the opening segment. Starting with the PWHL talk. But before we get there, a word from Take Another Look. And I would just like to inform you that starting every second Tuesday on the ice and behind the benches will be airing season episodes, including something I will tease in the upcoming episodes of season two that can be heard on both Sports for Beginners and this podcast during the baseball season. What is that? You'll know more about it another day or another time. So don't miss out on episodes season-wise every second Tuesday on your platforms. Let's take a word now from our friends over at Take Another Look. Available on Voices for Ability Radio. Every Wednesdays at 9 p.m. On the Ice and Behind the Benches, Season 2 continues right after this. Looking for good sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor. 
where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Dear hockey, dear hockey, dear hockey. Today, I would like to share my love, my gratitude, and my appreciation. You have always been there for me and those who have come before me. Side by side, we have had so many emotional moments. Now, memories that are ingrained into my forever. You have helped me grow, learn, persevere. You have believed in me, supported me, and elevated me. My 24 7, my 365, and now my future. And now my future. And now my future. I'm excited about what comes next. I know they will be unbelievable, unimaginable, and the unexplainable. But I promise to be strong, powerful, and be an ambassador of all your good. You have only ever given, and now it is my turn to give back. I am here to amplify. I'm here to unify. I am here to exemplify dreams for every little girl across the globe. Hockey is for everyone. All my love, forever, always. Ice time earned. Welcome back into On the Ice and Behind the Benches second season premiere. That was the opening message to a fantastic idea of the PWHL, which on this podcast has recapped of select games the playoffs begin in may but now they have a international break after they had a break that the nhl had in toronto yes for the first time in what felt like a century the NHL and the PWHL presented for the PWHL their first ever all-star break. And for the NHL, another in a long line of lists for the NHL All-Star Weekend. Target of the NHL All-Star Weekend, downtown Toronto. And speaking of All-Stars, before we get to a recap of what the PWHL had in store for us, in the opening month let's talk about what they presented to us last thursday and to help us out we have the sports for beginners host of the program sports for beginners and the pwhl recap edition of sports for beginners scott mcgregor with us 
who is also keeping us known of our time. So let's talk about this three-on-three matchup between Team King and Team Coloss. Scott, what are we thinking when we think of the PWHL's first ever three-on-three NHL showcase that is brought on in downtown Toronto. I mean, that had to be really, really good of a show. Right? I mean, who would say they missed a show like that? Team Coloss versus Team Team King? I might be getting the names wrong in the team, but I know I got Team King, right? Yeah, um, it was, uh, it was a good game between both teams. Uh, but I think the, the one person that stood out to me was Savannah Harmon. Uh, she looked like she was ready to play. Savannah Harmon looked like she was ready to play. And that's not just because she got a hat trick. But let me be clear here. She was one of the many who stood out to me. Another person that stood out is one of the people that I'm probably sure, again, when I say probably, I don't mean it's going to happen. But we could see Anne-Renee Jabian behind the pipes, sorry, between the pipes, when Toronto and Montreal do battle this coming Friday. February 16th, 2024, in the same area where she and a bunch of the All-Stars did battle in this first ever three-on-three showcase. By the way, if you guys haven't already known, Odds are you do, but just a reminder. That was presented in part by Canadian Tire, Canada's hockey store. Now, just so you know, unfortunately, This is not 
available on the PWHL website. However, you can still go through and look at the goals. You may not be able to look at the roster, but you can still look at the goals and find out who scored in the game. I've already mentioned a few players that played in the game, including Savannah Harmon and Anne-Renee Dabian. And Thomas, when I think of those two people, I also think of players like Marie-Philippe Poulin, Sarah Nurse, and how about Natalie Spooner? I mean, coming out of the event, she looked like she was ready to run through a brick wall. And by the way, I'll, I'll end on this. The final score of that Toronto-Minnesota game was 4-1. to one. And the final score of the game we're about to talk about was 5-3. to three. So in particular, Minnesota lost by three goals. Team Kloss, however, they only lost by two. So with that being said, I don't think there's any other words for me to describe how I felt about the game. But I will say this. It was definitely relished by those who came to Toronto and got an opportunity to play at the at the home of the Maple Leafs. And boy did they not disappoint. Absolutely not. Uh, looking here at Team King and Team Class, if I if I get that right, I'm probably not gonna say the K word right for Class, but that's the team. Looking at the team num numbers here, we have Elena Miller, Elena Miller. I'll uh, work on that. Hillary Knight was also a part of that team. We had, as Scott mentioned, Marie Philip Poulin. We had Kay Poigny Schofield. 
apologies if I can't say the name right. Blair was in it. Blair Turnbull. Yep. Blair Turnbull. I'll, I'll work on that. Anyways, she's a part of Team King. We had Lee Stecklin on defense. Savannah Hardman, Megan Keller. I mentioned it in the last PWHL recap before the season two premiere began, which is happening right now. Ella Shelton. Not on the same side as Alex Carpenter. But these two were a pretty dynamic duo. And she was on defense for Team King. They were goaltended by Irene Frankel. Or as I call it, A. Frankel. I'll, I'll work on it. And then Scott talked about it already. And Renee Desbian. Was also a part of that. And both goaltenders played an exceptional amount of minutes, 10 minutes each, on the ice. Once again, the final score, 5-3. to three. And to wrap up this talk about the GWHL 3-on-3 showcase, here are the people that were on Team K-L-O-S-S. Coloss. Laura Stacy, Abby Rogue. Brand Jenner. Sarah Nurse. Alex Carpenter, I already mentioned. Emily Clark and Taylor Heisey on the forward. What about defense? Well, we had Renata Fast, Ariane Ambrose. Aaron Ambrose, excuse me. There we go. I got that one right. And Jocelyn LaCroix. LaCroix. Ah, that one's tough. 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 Anyways. Jocelyn LaCroix. Jocelyn LaRock, my brother just told me. 
our sports beginners person just told me. Excuse me. Nicole Hensley was our goaltender. And we also had E.M. or Emerent Mashmare, as we're trying to say the name. All right. Looks like we're going to have to part this opening segment with the PWHL talk. But now that we got Team Coloss, Team King out of the way, time to look at when we return. What the first month of the PWHL was like. Keep it locked here on on the ice and behind the benches. Our second season premiere rolls into the middle segment and ends the opening. When we continue, stay right with us. Lots more to come. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one. And those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Welcome inside Scotiabank Arena. Exactly one month ago, the first game of the Professional Women's Hockey League was played in Toronto at the old Maple Leaf Guards. Now, Madame Athletic Center. What a day it was. New Year's Day reading a brand new unified league for women's hockey. Record attendance in Minnesota and beyond. The fans coming out, millions watching this first game, thousands more supporting in the weeks. And the Canadian Tire PWHL three on three showcase gets going here. The NHL starting Thursday. Welcome into On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Welcome back, I should say. It is our second season premiere. We talked about the three-on-three showcase. For Team King and Team K L. S-S. Once again, from our helper to help us with that, the Sports Beginners podcast host reminds us that that game finaled Five to three in favor of Team King. 
Now, we've got a lot more stuff to bring to you on this show, but before we wrap up this opening segment, let's get down to what we really want to talk about in what went down the month of January. The beginning month, if you will. So, who better to start an original six of PWHL women hockey than Team New York and Team Toronto? It is Shoutout City for New York as they grab the first win on the road against Toronto at the Maple Leaf Gardens, now known as the Athletic Center. On New Year's Day. January 1st. What an interesting way to open up that season. We'll get into how both teams did in this half of the season in just a little bit. Next two teams to be presented. Ottawa plays host of Montreal. That game finals, 3-2 on January 2nd. But it's the first PWHL women's overtime game. New York and Toronto come back in Total Mortgage Arena, but not before we have on January 3rd, Minnesota and Boston with a 3-2 final regulation. At T. Songa's Center. Portal Mortgage Arena on Saturday, on Friday, January 5th, brings New York and Toronto back into our screen with a 3 2 Toronto win over New York. The road teams have been doing really well. But the home teams, not so much. That would all change, though, when Montreal met Minnesota for the first time, as Minnesota will become the first women's hockey team to win at home and on the road in their games. Three to nothing the score against Montreal on Saturday, January 6th. The first of the doubleheaders in January featured a matchup between Minnesota. No, excuse me. New York and Montreal. Montreal victorious five to two at UBS Arena. The road teams continue to win. But Minnesota has won one on the road and 
one one on home ice. Speaking of home ice, they were a part of that first doubleheader and they beat Toronto at home three to one on January 10th after New York suffered a five to two loss to Montreal earlier that day. Another double hitter, and that was on Saturday. Given the matchup between the Battle of Ontario featuring the Toronto women's hockey team and the Ottawa Senators women's hockey team of Ottawa. 5-1 Ottawa wins the first round at the Maple Leaf Garden known as the Athletic Center right now. End off Saturday with a matchup between New York and Minnesota. Excuse me, Boston and Montreal. 3-2, Boston beats Montreal. Minnesota back and firing on all cylinders. But it wasn't enough on Sunday, January 14th, as the first meeting between Minnesota and New York ends in a New York favor, 3-2. Overtime edition too. Minnesota ain't done just yet. But before they get to that, Montreal and New York play Battle of the Arena with a 3-2 loss to New York over the Montreal women's hockey team. At Place Bell Arena. A double hitter begins with Minnesota and Toronto as they both take on Ottawa and Boston, both winners and losers in their games Minnesota wins against Ottawa 3 to 2 and Toronto loses same score Boston 3 to 2 Speaking of Boston after a double hitter on Wednesday a double hitter on The 20th of January means Boston and Toronto see New York and Montreal. This time, Toronto's on the winning side, while Boston is on the losing side. 4-1 New York over Boston. 4-3 to 
in a shootout, the first ever women's shootout in the professional women's hockey franchise. Toronto beat Montreal 4-3 in the first ever PWHL Women's Professional Hockey League shootout. A nice calm before the storm after that. Ottawa calms it all down with a win over Toronto 3-1 to on January 23rd. But Ottawa isn't done just yet. They need a back-to-back, and their next opponent is Boston. They're the first team to go on the back-to-back for the women's hockey team. And wouldn't you know it, it's home. They're home. For the back-to-back. Talk about right place, right time. Speaking of which... We've got some news coming out, courtesy of Sportsnet's Blake Murphy, as we're in our opening segment. But we'll talk about that amidst the beginning of the middle segment. So let's wrap it up here. A doubleheader features Boston and, Boston and Ottawa at Boston succeeding against Ottawa. But then Montreal also succeeds against Minnesota 2 to 1 3 to 2 Ottawa loses to Boston it's back to the basics the Toronto and New York and New York this time is not having a fun time in Toronto. Just kidding. They are. But unfortunately, they come up short with Toronto beating them 2 to nothing on Friday, January 26th. At the Maple Leaf Gardens. Also known as. Athletic Gardens. Or the Athletic Center. So Toronto and New York. Feel like they're done. But are they really done? We'll see. Montreal and Ottawa is the next one to look at. But Minnesota follows suit with their first back-to-back following Ottawa. Back-to-back. On a doubleheader. Saturday, January 27th. Minnesota 
loses to Boston 4-2 in overtime. At the same time, Ottawa loses 2-1 to to Montreal in overtime as well. Cut to Sunday, and Minnesota is out for revenge against New York after losing their first meeting on January 14th. But can they win? They can and they will. It is Minnesota victorious in this meeting against New York. 2-1. In overtime. Speaking of overtime. Back to regulation we go. Minnesota back on it again. The only Saturday game in February 3rd to play. But Toronto takes care of business on home ice and delivers not one, not two, not three, but four goals. Count them four goals. To take care of Minnesota at the Athletic Center, or as I call it, Maple Leaf Gardens. So, let's talk January. Let's talk January. I feel like the teams did pretty well in January. Lots of great shows. Lots of great showing for both teams. But I think the most fun I had with the PWHL right up until this point was the fact that just before we wrapped up the opening month, of the PWHL inaugural season. Inaugural season. Was the first ever women's shootout. And that happened on the doubleheader That featured Montreal, Boston, New York, and Toronto. I mean, how could you not love what we saw in Montreal's game? How could you not love what we saw there? That was picture-perfect, interesting game. Could not be decided in extra time, so we need to put it goalie versus skater. Who will win? It's up to the PWHL gods to tell us that. Speaking of PWHL, 
to wrap up this opening segment and get ready for the get ready for the middle segment, not the final, the middle segment. PWHL recap will be recapping one of the upcoming games in, in the February schedule, including the double hitter between New York and Boston on February 17th. But our topic of conversation will be New York and Boston at the Zatunga Center. However, listen carefully to the previous and latest edition of the PWHL Recap, if you haven't already and you're listening to it on this show right now, listen carefully to it after this show wraps up to find out which one we're doing, just in case. We will be doing before that, The Battle on Bay Street. Featuring the Montreal Canadiens of the women's hockey team. Taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs of Team Toronto in the PWHL. In Scotiabank Arena. Not Maple Leaf Gardens. Or the Athletic Center. Scotiabank Arena is the venue. Before that takes place, we have a doubleheader on the schedule of remaining four remaining games. After the international break wraps up. And that begins with Toronto back in business. It's Boston and Toronto. Catch that game on Sports for Beginners being recapped. At most likely the time after the game goes final. But you'll know when it is coming your way. On Sports for Beginners. That is part of a double hitter that follows the 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central time. Ottawa and Minnesota game at Exhale Energy Center. Who will be victorious in those games, I wonder? We'll find out when it wraps up. The last couple of games we'll talk about on the February schedule include... Minnesota taking on Montreal at Place Arena at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, 1 o'clock Eastern. Ottawa will, back, will be back in action against Boston twice. First Monday. Then Wednesday. At the Tasonga Center, starting at 
on Monday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Who will win those matchups? You never know. All you do know is that it will be one heck of a good time. Speaking of good times. Time to hear from someone that's going to give us a good time. From the Sienna T radio station. On the ice and behind the benches has wrapped up its opening segment, but we will be back. And our next topic of conversation is going to be good, I can tell. All-Star Weekend is halfway through its show. And this is Season 2, Official Launch of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Back with you after this word from Sienna T Radio. Where we're making your day brighter. One song at a time. Stay with us. Hockey fans, there's more to come right after this. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo. Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from Human Connections. Connor McDavid is the fastest skater and All-Star Weekend moves on in the middle segment. Connor McDavid, McDavid, McDavid. The fastest skater in the 2024 NHL fastest skater event. But hey, he doesn't just become the fastest skater. No, 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 no. He also won the hardest shot. Competition. Welcome back into On the Ice of Mine Adventures, All-Star Weekend Edition, the first episode of Season 2. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, was that fun. That was a fun downtown Toronto week, but none was... But none were more fun
then the guy who's been the talk of the hour, every all-star show that you listen to, in Michael Buble. But you know who also was the talk of that? This guy, who's an actor and a podcast himself, Will Arnett. Listen to this guy when he talks it when he talks to when he talks about the play when he talks about his draft team. Listen to him. It's a it's a clip that everybody seems to enjoy. Myself included. That seems to make everybody love what they what they've said. So hang on, let me just find it for you. Let me just find it for you. Hmm. I don't think we have it. You know what? Bob is gonna get to that point. When you're making a fantasy draft, never ask the actor. Oh, I just said it. We also had some other great celebrities there as well in Kate McRae and JB, also known as Justin Bieber. We had Michael Buble. Michael Buble. We had him. In downtown Toronto, we had him. And just as he was getting his fantasy picks in, this happened. I think we're getting to it now, so I'll let the video do the talking. Welcome back to the Tim Hortons All-Star Player Draft. Continue on here. A goalie has been taken by eight organizations so far. Three of them American-born, just like Jeremy Swain. Jeremy, you're sitting here. He's 14, only one more goalie. Uh, how nervous are you? I see a little too wet on the brow. Yeah. Uh, I saw the two names I was sitting between, and I knew pretty quick I was going to be cast on an island. So. I'll work hard for you guys, and hopefully uh, we get some good luck coming our way. You anticipated being here by yourself once you were with your fellow guys. I did. I knew that pretty quick. How does a goalie prepare for an all-star game like this? Three-on-three, three, you guys have the most pressure on it. Uh, what can you bring to one of these organizations? I think uh, I'm really glad that it's not counting towards my actual stats, but I'm going to do my job and hopefully uh, help our team get a chance to win. 
We'll see if maybe your American brothers, the Hughes, will select you for their second goalie. David, what are they going to do? Yeah, but there has been an American theme with Team Hughes. Our last three picks gonna, have been American gonna, and some of the national teams. Five Canucks, no matter They're what. debating it now. And then we can try to trade for Milky after. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me get back. Okay. Uh, we will pick uh, Robbie Thomas. There we go. Robert Thomas. I think I went too far. Yeah. You guys are on the board once again for a second pick. All right. Our uh, third pick, we're going to go from the Winnipeg Jets, Kyle Connor. Wow. Sneaky <laughs> goal scorer, Kyle Connor. Canucks and Jets getting together. <laughs> there it is. Kyle Connor and Thatcher Demko join Team Hughes. All right, so that's Team Hughes. We're going to head over to Austin. Riley. Team, and you want to Austin, announce it this time? Is that the game plan right from the start to get your two teammates on your team? Um, I think so. He made some outlandish comments that if we don't pick him, he's going to be really upset. So uh, <laughs> we thought it was right, and, you know, they're on the board. All right, well, there's no more Leafs takes, so now you got to pick some of the uh, the other players. Do you have someone in mind? Uh, we do. I think Mo's going to make the pick. Yeah, we're going goalie uh, Jake Ottinger. Oh, big Jake. Jake Ottinger. Big Jake. Dallas Stars. First time All-Star, Jake Ottinger joining Team Matthews. All right, Team McKinnon is your okay. call. Of course, uh, Nate, you're a Tim Bay kid, right? Yep. Your yep. favorite Tim Horton donut. You have one. Probably the Boston Free. Let's go. That's got to count, right? Number it's one good. overall donut. Yeah. Great. All right. Very good. Uh, you're building a strong team. Who's the next selection? Uh, I see a lot of them uh, in our division, so got to go with Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, Kirill, come on up. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> Good day. Hi. <laughs> so, Jerome Kaprizov of the Minnesota Lions joined McKinnon. Hello, Amy okay, David once again has two picks. Wait, where are you going? Yeah. Um, I think the only a handful. Right. I'm gonna go with Ross and Stalin. Oh, Phil. Uh, Nobody. I'm a seeing that we went too far in. So let's get. So let's go up to when it actually starts happening. Is never asked the actor. That's the line. I will hear it. There, we all need two goalies, right? I think we're ready to roll. We're, gonna pick up. we're ready to roll. We know exactly. We know exactly who we want. 
What kind of player do you need? We want somebody who's going to make a difference. We want somebody who's going to toe the line. We want Connor Hellebuck. Whoa, an early goalie selection. And the, the Oilers have won 16 in a row. They know defense wins championships. And they play a great team. They made it. You know that you know that is, that is true. Uh, we didn't get to where uh, we could find that line, but I'm sure many of you have found it a lot. It's a talkable thing, and it is never ask the actor when you make it a fantasy team. Still a great player draft in my mind, and really liked how we did the. Uh, We did the um, skills competitions too. Music was great too, apparently. But you know what else was great? This girl right here, Tate McRae, performing in. Downtown Toronto for the 2024 All-Star Game. Take a listen. And we'll break down each event the best that we can. Before we send our middle segment into a wrap-up and begin the final segment of the program. We got some baseball news. We've got some basketball news that we want to get to. Here is Tate McRae performing at the All-Star Game. All right, that's all we could bring to you in that short right now, but you can listen to the full performance either by your recorded television or find Tate McRae's official performance on her YouTube channel. Find it on the NHL YouTube channel. Find it wherever you can. So, but let's talk about the past. Let's talk about this all-star skills competition. Let, let's, let, let's start it where we, where we kicked it off. Let's start where we kicked it off. So, fastest skater had...
people like Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers. We had Matthew Barzell. From the New York Islanders. William Nylander. From the Toronto Maple Leafs. Quinn Hughes. From Vancouver. And I think that was it in the fastest skater. William Nylander set the time to beat. But McDavid, he finished it. The time to beat after Nylander finished the ice was When Quinn Hughes started, we don't know what the time the beat was actually. Hmm. Seems it was a little over time. Hmm. I'm sure we'll it'll pop up when the time starts for. The Vancouver Canuck guy here. Ah, yes. Kale McCarr was also a part of that. Time to beat for Nylander was 14 minutes, 164 seconds. Not bad. Not bad, Nylander. Not bad. Not bad. When Quinn Hughes was done, he had a record time of 14, 14 seconds and 08. Fourteen minutes. And 88 seconds. Hmm, not bad at all for Quinn Hughes. We had a finish time of 14 minutes and 89 seconds from Cal McCarr. And now Matthew and Connor McDavid take the ice. Of course, Connor McDavid wins it. Let's see where Matthew Brazel's time was. The new time to beat was 14 minutes and 89 seconds. Excuse me, the time to beat was still 14 minutes and 88 seconds. 
And there he goes. And he'll finish with a time of 13 minutes, 519 seconds. Not bad. Not bad at all. For Matthew. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Connor McDavid. The man that run this that ran this town. The new time to beat. Thirteen minutes and fifty-nine and a hundred and and a hundred and five nine seconds. Five hundred and nine seconds. 13 minutes, 519 seconds, excuse me. And the winning run time was... Thirteen minutes, 408 seconds. For Connor McDavid. Good job, McDavid. Connor McDavid, ladies and gentlemen, wins. The first event of the All-Star Skills Challenge competition. So what else was there to talk about? Well, there was also the hardest shot. But just before that one came out to play, we had a couple more challenges. And before we get to that, Gary Bettman had some exciting news to bring out. So, not very exciting to his standard, since he wasn't hoping to do something like this. Let's find out what that news was. Gary, mm -hmm. you have the call. And the exciting news, although I think the IHF broke it a little early because the ink is barely dry, uh, we have an agreement uh, among us and with the International Olympic Committee for NHL players to participate in the 2026 and 2030 Olympics. Uh, we know how important international competition is to our players. We know how much they love and want to represent the countries from which they're from. And we think this is a great stage for best on best, the best on best, in what obviously we all believe is the best sport. And when you look at the competition composition of our player base, you again understand how important international competition is. 
uh, and the exciting news. Uh, so I'm a little out of breath, but it was uh, fun. Gary Bettman of the NHL. So, as you heard, 2026 and 2030, the NHL, IHF, have agreed that in the Winter Olympics 2026 and 2030, the NHL players will be able to represent their country again. Let, let us be clear. It won't be in 2025. It will be in 2026 and later retired in 2030. That's pretty good news from Gary Bettman. And quite the long wait for uh, the NHL players. Especially in guys like Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, uh, Austin Matthews. I could go on. All right, let's wrap up the middle segment with more of the all star conversation on the way. We talked about the fastest skater. And we've got some news to get to regarding the NBA, regarding the Toronto Blue Jays and the MLB. And we'll do that on the back half of the middle segment and back half of the final segment. Which will also feature us talking about the winning teams of celebrity captain Justin Bieber, Tate McRae, Michael Buble. And Will Arnett Trent. I'll work on that for him. I'll work on that. All the Ice of Buying the Benches is about to wrap up its second season premiere. But before we do that, It's high time to dive in on more of this all-star extravaganza. The all-star game talk. 
between Team Matthews, Team McDavid, Team McKinnon, and Team Hughes. All of that is on the way. Stay with us when On the Ice and Behind the Benches continues. The second season premiere of On the Ice and Behind the Benches is at the halfway point of our show. The final segment is on the way. So what are we going to do when we wrap up this middle segment next? Stay tuned. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map. With me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. That was good. I mean, uh, I thought it was relatively empty, not empty enough, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just great to get away. And obviously, as you get older, you, you appreciate that time off a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. I'm excited to be here and get back into it. Looking forward to go to the last two Olympics to react to the 2026. So it's great. I mean, with all the uncertainty that's been around it, you know, years prior. And, uh, just how great of experience that it is. I think uh, it's just awesome news. I'm sure that the, a lot of players are, are really happy, and especially, you know, if you make the you know, two different Olympics, I think that would be good. How hungry are you to get back to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, it's not a unique experience, and to see the best players go ahead and head uh, in the country. Um, from my experience in it, I don't know if you get better hockey than that. So it's uh, great to be a part of and, and great for fans and, and everyone involved. So it's, uh, it's a special thing. And like I said, to have two that are you know committed to that, I think that's, that's really important. What was your reaction to seeing Nate drafted you for the game? I was happy. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure where I was going to go draft. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take third. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's fun to see. I think it'll be pretty competitive. I think uh, guys have a lot of pride, and when they're picking their teams, uh, they're going to show well. So, you know, between that and the skills tonight, I think uh, people will definitely, uh, you know, see the skills on display tonight, and they're not as good at the game. I think it'll get pretty competitive, which is great. What any of I've said before at different times, when you see him elevate his team in the playoffs, you just don't think that he can find another level. And, Somehow it does, so that's what a great player. Um, yeah, he's just been on a tear, um, making it look easy, but it's it's not. So, uh, you know, I see him doing well. Obviously, uh, you know, I see firsthand 
you know, in the summers, how hard he works and what it means to him. So uh, he's been rewarded for it. Just go back to the Olympics. Did it feel like when, when because of COVID, when 2022 didn't happen, you sort of feel like that was the last chance for the dog I try not to get caught up in it too much. You know, there's always a lot of talk leading up to it, trying to get your hopes up. And, and obviously, when it didn't happen, you know, you just have to buy it and understand that there's, you know, a lot of factors. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of players are pretty vocal with the fact that they want to be a part of it. And I, you know, I think I hope that, you know, going through those those times that eventually it would make its way back and it would be possible. So, uh, like I said, it's great news. And I think uh, everyone's going to be really happy with fact that we'll be there uh you know soon i'd love to um you know i don't ever think too far ahead regardless of you know how old you are i think you always you know go a year at a time and, and see how it goes and where your game's at but i mean yeah i'd love to be a part of something you have to earn though it's not something that's given to you and you represent your country then you gotta earn it and I know you have a deep appreciation for the history of the game. Nobody since 1993 scored 70 in a year. Boston had a good chance to do that. Yeah. Tail off and still get. Do you think that was the game it was to get there? And one big Well, like you said, it doesn't, you know, it's, not, it's been a long time. So I think, uh, you know, we say a lot. I think if there's anyone that comes to mind that's capable of doing it, it's him. I don't know a lot of possible, but I Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, guys are still playing, so I don't think many guys have been in that situation where they're still playing to get their jerseys retired. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome what he did. What he means. I think uh, all the it's really good. Sydney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Past 
more of this guy in Sid and his Pittsburgh Penguins back on the Sports for Beginners podcast studio for the Penguins postgame show with your host, Scott McGregor, and at times me during the back-to-back every Wednesday on On the Ice and Behind the Benches. And of course, always on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. There's more news from Crosby to come. Especially the, 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 the fact of him retiring. But we'll save that for another edition of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Let's talk some trade deadline news, because the trade deadline is on its way for the NHL. But it feels like it's already trade deadline day, doesn't it? If you've been hearing in the recent shows, like the Fam Morning Show, uh, first up, Overdrive, Gameplay, I could go on. And these are all shout-outs to those people who are doing it. And those shows I just mentioned are on TSN and, of course, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. But when you think about it, it does feel like the trades are happening before they even get close to the trade deadline. Take this one in particular for the NBA. There are trade deadline questions that are asked about the Raptors. Now we know we don't have Pascal Siakam, or as we all call him in the Raptors fan base of the Toronto Raptors, Spicy P. I'm sure there are many Raptor fans that still call Pascal Siakam Spicy P. I know some broadcasters that call him that. And he was part of the 2019 NBA Raptors winning team. Who knows how long it'll be before the Raptors win another NBA championship. We'll see. Blake Murphy reports, and I quote, on his page for sportsnet.ca and, of course, the Sportsnet app, we've been dealt a bad hand for our annual pre-trade deadline pieces this year, thanks to the Toronto Raptors, jumping the market, and making their two biggest trades early. And I'm guessing those biggest trades were R.J. Barrett and I forget the other guy, but I'm guessing those were the two biggest trades. 
Anyways, he goes on to say, It's still not quite two out of seven off suit. And we'll see the flop here and answer as many of the deadline mailbag questions that many of us people have, I'm sure, as they can. So many of the mailbag questions that Sportsnet was dealt to Blake Murphy in his article say, what is the likelihood of Bruce Brown, Chris Boucher, Dennis Schroeder, and Gary Trent Jr.? Alongside others, if they're still with the Toronto Raptors, after the deadline. So having dealt the Raptors two biggest chips, the focus now narrows on their handful of capable role players and specialists. Beyond Bruce Brown, it's hard to gauge the market as there are a number of Similarly calibered players available. And the four Raptors mentioned all have large contracts. which are enough to necessitate taking a real salary back. For example, Brown, he is, e he is easily having the largest market of the bunch. Most contenders who aren't super leveraged into the second tack, apron, I'm going to stop there. But that is the article on the mailbag. We did get some more news coming in on the NBA. So let's take into that. That comes off of Blake Murphy. Who you can also hear sometimes on Jay's talk. This one comes... From the Sportsnet staff, as it appears, Scotty Barnes, the Raptors, and Trey Young, alongside the Atlanta Hawks, have resisted a trade in All Stars. It appears Scotty. Barnes is going to the All-Star game for the NBA, which is up and coming right now on their schedule. However, 
it was because of an injury to Trey Young. which he suffered with his team, the Atlanta Hawks. And we may not believe this, but both Scotty Barnes and Trey Young were listed as substitutes for the Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid and New York Knicks Julius Randle by the NBA commissioner Adam Silver. The NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend is set to go on the week of the 18th, so that must be next week when the All-Star Game takes in the, takes in the high gear. And it's at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Barnes is a rookie, and he is the rookie of the year in the NBA in the 2021-2022 season. He is now in his third season, so he's no longer a rookie right now, but I'd say he's a semi-pro on that read of the article. Topping career high average of 20.2 points, 8.1 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 148 blocks. So 1.48 blocks, if we're actually working on that. And 1.24 steals in just 35.3 minutes. Talk about replacement time when it was needed. But why would Scotty replace Trey Young, I wonder? Did something happen in one of Trey Young's games? We might need to Talk with our Sports Freakiners host for that. We'll do that another time, though. On the topic of the NHL All-Star Game, the Edmonton Oilers are making the most noise coming out of and coming into the All-Star Game that happened this past weekend. With a counted 16 win streak, 16 game win streak, and now they've added 
more point. They have not done this. Since the 1992-93 Pittsburgh Penguins. However, over December 22nd, 2023, up to now, the past six weeks, if we will, the Oilers have rattled off 16 consecutive wins. So are they top of the league right now? Possibly, yes. The Edmonton Oilers, though, are hoping to extend their win streak to 17. Can they do it? against the Vegas Golden Knights. Remember, the Vegas Golden Knights smashed their opener. And we're the top dog in the entire league. Now they're not as Good as they were before. Also, it should be noted, and I won't and I won't get into a lot of this, but it should be noted that there is talk about something that went on during the 2018 World Junior Investigation Tournament. As apparently Five NHL players, I believe it's five NHL players, were granted a leave of absence. Now, to us, it's unclear what's going on, but we have reason to believe from what we've been hearing, as I'm sure many of you have been hearing, we have reason to believe that all these five players were in contact with some with some inappropriate non acceptable things that the NHL cannot tolerate. However, the NHL, the team players, and us the viewers who are Looking at this news, cannot go any further than that because it's out of our zone. So why did I bring that up? Well, how about I just let this news from Sportsnet tell you what it is. Again, this has been an ongoing conversation and we're just going to hear a little bit from it, but that will be it. 
Take a listen to this, and you'll see what I mean. Hockey is for everyone, but at the same time, hockey can be a bit dangerous for a lot of reasons. Because just like any other sport, yes, it's fun, but there are certain things we need to account for. And this is one of them. Here are the guys at Sportsnet talking about the story. On Hockey Central. We're going to hear a little bit from them. About this ongoing story. And we're going to make sure we drop it. Instead of listening to it fully. Because we've got lots more all-star stuff to talk about. Paul Grant, senior editor at Sportsnet.ca. Who was in attendance at the news conference today. And, Paul, it really seemed that the timeline and how prolonged this whole process has been was one of the key focuses of the news conference today. Yeah, it was, David. Uh, the LPS was asked quite a few pointed questions by members of the media here today in terms of why it took so long to get to where we are today. Uh, the original investigation started in 2018. Uh, the investigation started June of 2018. It was commenced and uh, they didn't come to any sort of logical conclusion and closed the uh, investigation in February of 2019, then reopened it in June of 2022. And so we've been uh, looking at an investigation ongoing since then, and now charges have been laid in the last couple of weeks. And uh, this was really a bone of contention with a lot of people and with Canadians as well. A lot of people were expecting some action and some charges before long before now. Yeah, and Detective Sergeant Dan did allude to new evidence, new witnesses, she cited, uh, that was uh, unavailable to the police services back in 2018. Essentially, is that how we're at this stage today? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, Police Chief Tron uh, apologized for such a delay. Uh, he said it was unforgivable. It was something that he uh, seemed to feel was a real bone of contention with the media. And he, he was actually quite defensive about it at certain points. but. This is why the uh, police chief apologized because of such a long delay in uh, getting to where we are today. Paul, what's next in the legal process? How's this going to play out now? Yeah, we're talking a lot of delays. The, uh, the, the hearing this morning was adjourned until the next court hearing, which is April 30th. So what's going to happen between now and then today and tomorrow? Uh, evidence was promised to the defense lawyers or the players. Uh, we were also going to be looking at pre-evidentiary hearings, pre-trial hearings discovery, et cetera. A lot of things are going to happen between now and April 30th. However, they have six months to set a trial date. And if they do not establish a trial date in, within those six months, then charges risk being thrown out of court. So uh, there is a, t a clock ticking on this matter. All right. Thank you so much for your time. That's Paul Grant, senior editor, sportsnet.ca, reporting from London. And there you go. London is where it's all being reported. There is absolutely no note on the players' whereabouts, but we do know that the players mentioned have been given a leave of absence for this very serious situation. Let's get a word from our friends over at 
broadcast map and try to size up this situation. That took a lot longer than I expected for me to get to that point because I was going to try and stop it there. But, uh, you know, we are going to talk about Austin Matthews winning the All-Star game, his team winning the All-Star game. Uh, we did talk a little bit about Tate McRae's performance. You can listen to that wherever you find it on YouTube. And, of course, there are some games that we will get to, which will be, by the time you are listening to this, probably gone and finished. Uh, before we go with the middle segment, though, Two games did play out, and I am going to get to a Leaf reaction on that game as well. As many Leaf reactions as I possibly can. While we're still off time before Blue Jays baseball begins. Uh, the Leafs lost to the Islanders in, oh, in, I believe, was it regulation or overtime? I think it was overtime. No, it was indeed regulation. Final, it was a two, two, three win for the New York Islanders. Another victory for the Islanders over the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Maple Leafs. Still home, but they're against. The Dallas Stars this time. And that game gets going. I believe tomorrow. Also on that note. We had. The Avalanche. Take care of. The New York Rangers. Well, actually, the New York Rangers took care of the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 2-1, to one, and that was our score on the first games back from the All-Star break as the second half approaches one more stop before Lord Stanley and the Stanley Cup playoffs of this year's NHL 2023-2024 season. Begin. Which are in April. A word from Broadcast Map and our station. Before On the Ice and Mind the Benches continues. We're wrapping up the All-Star events. And... I'll provide some experience that you may see if you follow me on my social pages. Most likely one, Instagram. I won't get into all of it, but I'll tell you what my experience was like at the fanfare as we wrap up with our final segment. Baseball talk is next on the second season premiere. But before that, more hockey content on the All-Star Weekend.
It's time for the one-timers. The all-star game in general. The hardest shot. The one-on-one. You name it, it was a it was a skills challenge in Toronto. It all is talked about right after this. From Broadcast Map in our station. Stay with us, everyone. Looking for conversations on books and more, as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications? You've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali. Makara and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. Don't ask the actor. How about don't ask me next time uh, Will Arnett? (laughs) I'm sure you have a great podcast and you have a great acting career. Uh, Great job, man, at the All-Star Game. Great job. Uh, Really, that's... uh, that's gonna live in us forever. The reason I brought that out, I knew we would find it. Knew we would find it. Never doubted it myself for a second there. I knew we'd find it. I knew it was somewhere. But yeah, never ask the actor, apparently, is how you win a fantasy draft. You don't ask the actor. You tell the players, who's your pick for your team in a player draft? It's all with the players. You ask them. You say, look at me. Look at me and tell me. Look at me in the eye and say to the player, so who are we thinking? Yeah. Fortunately for you guys, well, it was an entertaining. Well, it was an entertaining game. Unfortunately, it was also a very bad game for you guys on that mark. But hey, it's the All Star game. Give the fans what they want, right? Let's all see McDavid. Let's all see Matthews take on each other. 
Actually, let's see Edmonton take on Toronto. Let's make it Edmonton versus Toronto, right? Let's let's do it that way. So McKinnon and McDavid take the ice first, right? Because why not? Let those guys take the ice first, right? Why not? Why not? And who comes out on top? But Team McDavid. Team McDavid comes out on top. And he was a celebrity captain with Will Arnett. Team McKinnon was a celebrity captain with the performer of the All-Star Game in Kate McRae, if my report is correct. And Justin Bieber and Michael Bublé character were team captains of Matthews and Now that doesn't sound right. Whatever the case, Michael Bublé, Will Arnett, Team McRae, and Team McDavid. Whoever was on which team one of them won the game and that was team Justin Bieber with team Matthews. Of course a celebrity captain. In the red jersey was, of course, Michael Buble. And the Hughes brothers were Vancouver. So I should have that right. Tate McRae was, uh, was with the McDavid, was with the McKinnon brothers, excuse me, the team McKinnon. Brothers, Will Arnett, I know, was with, believe it was the Euler Brothers, so I believe he was on the Edmonton side. And if I'm not mistaken, 
Justin Bieber, I know he was on Team Matthews, but that's pretty easy to say. And of course, Sidney Crosby would show up for the All-Star game because, hey, you got picked, man. You might as well show, right? With all, all things said and done, though, Team Hughes, McDavid, and Matthews would battle it out with Team McKinnon. Of course, Team Hughes loses to Team Matthews. Six to five. Matthews over Hughes. And wouldn't you know it, it would be Team McDavid or Team McD for short versus Team MAT Team Matthews. Now, we'll get into stars and blah, blah, blah. Who stands out? Who did what? Who did not do what? But we would be here all day. Let's get down to our competitors and the other competitions. And one of the other competitions they had here was the accuracy shooting. We also looked at the fastest skater earlier. We had one on one. And we had one timers. We had accuracy shooting. Ah, here we go. Fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one-timers, passing challenge, and of course, the accuracy shooting. Now, I don't have the list of players in all the other events, but I will tell you. That when it came time for the top remaining players, that must have been when the hardest shot 
competition was playing. What I can say, according to what we, what we know, is that the player with the most points through eight events in the skills competition became the millionaire of the 2024 NHL All-Star Game presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, that's what our Toronto All-Star Game was presented by. DraftKings Sportsbook. Which is also the official sports betting book of any of the sports, including the NHL. All right, rather than going through those events, let's talk about my experience at the fanfare, which is, of course, had events of their own kind. Including a good old-fashioned game of dodgeball. Yeah, all the mascots. Iceberg, Carlton, Thunderbug. You name the mascot, they were a part of it. That took place on Thursday, the opening of the fanfare. Cut to the next day. When? It's time to put the mascots to the test in their own shooting accuracy competition. The hardest shot. Who's going to take care of that game? And I should mention that after the skills competition wrapped up, we had a game that the mascots played as well with Gritty being the one to in the one that was at the fanfare given easy competition win for Carlton on a hoverboard. Yeah, literally a hoverboard for a mascot. All you have to do is stand two feet on the hoverboard and roll around on it without falling off. Oh, and that also reminds me, we also had a House of Hockey celebrity game featuring Ailish Forfar. And tons of other celebrities, too. Even former players.
some of the showdown, some of the showdown. For All-Star Weekend. Included the hoverboards and some of the shootout included dodgeball. The last event, though, included probably one of the interesting moments of that mascot fanfare. And that was street hockey. But of course, you can't wrap up fanfare without some musical chairs. Speaking of musical chairs, I wonder what's on top for me after I get out of here. I hope that all being said, that wraps up the All-Star Game show. But before we get to the All-Star Game wrap-up on this entire show. The Blue Jays season is fast approaching. And of course, I've got some news for you on that front. Requiring Justin Turner. Now, as you all know, Justin Turner is now a part of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's no longer with the following team in the Boston Red Sox. But will he be a part of the team come this regular season when the Blue Jays open up a regular season home opener? Against the Seattle Mariners at Rogers Center. Will we even see him when they face Tampa Bay at Tropicana Field? No one knows what will happen. What we can tell you is that Boston Red Sox have traded Justin Turner to the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, I have some thoughts on this. And I'm not sure where Justin Turner's loyalty lies. I feel like this is a make it or break it season, if I'm being completely honest. And while the offseason is pretty much over right now and it's time for the 2024 spring training season to get ready and going in the coming days and months and of course weeks I think we need to hear more of this story from Jeff Belair and Kevin Barker who returned to the air on Sportsnet 590 The Fan A week from today, 
Yeah, they're back on the air waves a week from today. Here's, though, what Justin Turner had to say. When he became a Blue Jay. Before we get to Justin Turner as a Blue Jay, though, some other news broke today that Clayton Kershaw is standing with the LA Dodgers for another baseball season. And he's been with them for just 16 seasons. This will be his 17th. By the time we've hit 2025, he will have played 17 career baseball games with the same exact team. How is this even possible for him to accomplish? We'll find out when 2025 starts up. But hey, if you love playing with a team so much and you know you've got to be signed, I'd say go for it, Dodgers. Some other news that broke out over the course of the offseason. Not big trade deadline news for the Blue Jays, obviously, as the offseason. But Guerrero Jr. has been named, if you haven't already heard, they have been, he has been named this year's MLB The Show 24 cover boat for everyone. To buy wherever stores sell MLB 24 the show. He joins Bruce Harper, Javar Bays, Fernando Tatius Jr., Aaron Judge. Ken Griffin Jr. As the Shohei Otani and Jazz Cheslaholm Jr. They join with Guerrero Jr. among the many baseball players 
to play this great game as the cover boat for this year's MLB game, which gets on over to a lot of stores for the MLB. March 19th, 2024. But of course, you can pre-order it now. Here's a little tease of the trailer. Let's let's listen to it. And then we'll get back into more of the wrap around here. We didn't talk about Seattle or Pittsburgh or any of the NHL teams being buyers or sellers. But I think we'll save that for another day because we have a lot of all-star stuff that we wanted to talk about on this program. So we'll save that for another day. Maybe we'll do it we'll do it next Tuesday. And a reminder, you'll catch that next Tuesday episode, not on the Tuesday of which this episode will air, but you'll catch it on the Tuesday of which we'll be getting ready to take another to take a break and return with episode three of the second season on the 27th, excuse me, 5th of March. We'll be taking a break on the 27th and the 20th of February. But you'll be catching it on the 20, on the 20th of February. That episode that will come out, which is, of course, the next Tuesday episode. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, on that end of the bargain. For now, before we get to the closing words and the closing message, let's all sit back and enjoy MLB The Show 24. trailer for all of us baseball fans out there grab the popcorn because here is the trailer for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and your Toronto Blue Jays Back at the road to the cup, you can see it clearly. Celebrate the stops and what they unlock. Whether it's a love of the game, a desire to build your legacy, or an obsession to be the best, every person, every place stays with you and unlocks another level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the show. Own the show. I'm sure many of us baseball fans will own this version of the show. 
for MLB. And while it may be ice time earned for now for the NHL, and of course, the PWHL, who just got started, as playoffs kick off in May. So a few months from when the NHL playoffs are about to begin. They will begin around April-ish. April-ish. We'll see. A baseball season is well underway from getting off-season finaleed and spring training ready for preseason. As well as our football sports matchup, which is coming up in the next week or so. Excuse me, it is this weekend. So what does our game plan look like on Tuesday? Let, let, let's look at the lead. Let's look at this week from a Tuesday standpoint to wrap up the show. So the Calgary Flames are back in action. Against the Boston Bruins. The Winnipeg Jets played the Pittsburgh Penguins. Also, the Canadians are taking on the Washington Capitals of Montreal. Vancouver takes on the Hurricanes. The Flyers take on the Panthers. Stars are taking on the Sabres. And the Avalanche are taking on the Devils. Those games are at 7 p.m. and, of course, 7.30. They'll wrap up the evening on the ice with a 10 o'clock Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knight matchup. All games you can see on Sportsnet Plus and, of course, Sportsnet West, Pacific, possibly Ontario, and Sportsnet One. Speaking of hockey, what else is on our Tuesday slate? Oh, it's just NBA and hockey. Well, the Rockets are taking on the Pacers at 7 p.m. At 7.30, we got three court games of action featuring the Memphis Grizzlies and the New York Knicks. The Mavericks and the Nets and the Orlando Magic are taking on the Miami Heat. Your 8 o'clock game for the evening on the court features the Chicago Bulls taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
the Oklahoma City Thunder are taking on the Jazz of Utah. And the Milwaukee Bucks are taking on the Phoenix Suns. Those games at 8, 9, and 10 p.m. Bucks at 10. Thunder at 9. Timberwolves at 8. On the court for the NBA. Woo-hoo-hoo, boy, this will be interesting games to watch. Certainly interesting games to watch all season long. And while many sports are finishing up, many sports are beginning. But that is going to do it for this show. I thank you all for listening, whether you've been listening to us from the beginning and are hoping for shorter shows, hoping for half an hour shows. I thank you all for listening, whether you're listening to us. Ian. The United States of America, whether it's Pittsburgh, Florida, Virginia, Washington, California, New York, you could be listening to us from the capital region of Denmark. You could be rec- you could be listening to us from. London, England. You could be listening to us from Budapest. Perhaps you're here in Canada and you were listening to us from Ontario. You could be listening to us from British Columbia. You could be listening to us from Quebec. Wherever you may be listening, I always thank you for joining us. And it is never goodbye on this podcast because nobody yet icing. Our closing message is on the way and it comes up next. But I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. And until the next time I see you, whether I see you next Tuesday Or next second Tuesday, I'm always reminding you if I'm on Sports for Beginners or here on this podcast that it is always never goodbye from me. It is always until next time. Have a great week, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you may be, get your favorite podcast. I'm out for now, but I'll see you next Tuesday on On the Ice 
and behind the benches. To all those who celebrate, happy All-Star Weekend for the NBA. And the already happened NFL and NHL fan bases. Super Bowl weekend is on the way. It's the Chiefs. It's the Niners. They're coming up Sunday. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. If you would like to learn more about the show, you can visit the podcast Facebook page or send us an email to our neighboring podcast with the subject, Ask Behind Benches Questions. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time.